Welcome to Partnering Leadership, a top global leadership podcast for purpose-driven leaders with a growth mindset seeking to learn from the leadership journey of change makers and business insights from leading global thinkers. Tuesday conversations with CEOs from the greater Washington, D.C. region, and Thursday conversations with best-selling leadership book authors and business thinkers. For additional leadership insights and bonus content, visit us at partneringleadership.com. Now here's your host, Mahan Tabakoli. Welcome to Partnering Leadership. I am so excited to have you along with me on this journey of learning and growth and can't believe we're coming up to almost 200 episodes. Conversations with some of the most magnificent change makers from the greater Washington, D.C. DMV region with global impact and brilliant thought leaders with best-selling books that I know have had a significant impact on many of you as they have had on me. And I look forward to continuing this journey along with you as we all learn, grow, and look for having a greater impact on our teams, organizations, and the community at large. I also love hearing from you. Keep your comments coming. Mahan at mahantavikoli.com. There's a microphone icon on partneringleadership.com. You can leave voice messages for me there. I appreciate the comments and I also use them in coming up with some of the content I decide to share with you the first Tuesday of every month, as well as the types of authors that I interview for the podcast. I literally get about a dozen emails a day from agents for different authors wanting to be on the podcast now that it has a reach in almost a hundred countries around the globe. So what I try to do is interview only the authors whose books I am very familiar with and authors whose insights I know will impact you. So let me know the types of people you'd like to hear from and I will be sure to schedule more of those interviews because I'm here to learn as well as be a way for these conversations to have an impact on the partnering leadership community. Now, one of the things that I've mentioned repeatedly on different episodes has been about blind spots. So I've gotten emails from some of you asking me to talk more about leadership blind spots. There is a lot of content we could cover. We can spend hours and days in workshops in exercises to try to uncover blind spots, but I'll take a few minutes talking about some of the key aspects of how we can understand and reduce our blind spots, how we can increase our human connection with others to become better leaders, and give you a couple of exercises that you can act on by yourselves. One of the first things to understand with respect to blind spots is that a lot of times people refer to the Johari's window when talking about blind spots. Sounds complex. It is not. Actually, it's named Johari after the first names of the two people that came up with the concept. Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingram, Joe for Joseph and Hari for Harrington became Johari's window. In essence, Johari's window 
is four quadrants categorizing things that are known to us versus things that are known to others. Two of the windows at this point I won't address because they are not as important for us to think about. One is things that are known to us and known to others. So that is pretty straightforward. For example, there are certain personality characteristics that we might know about ourselves and other people know about us. That's one of the windows we will put it aside. Another window is things that are not known to us and not known to others, the unknown. We will put that window also aside. That leaves us two windows that can help us in understanding ourselves and in establishing better human connection. One of those windows is what would be called a blind spot. Blind spots are things that are known to others, but are not known to us ourselves. So, for example, a lot of times unchecked ego can be a blind spot. Sometimes some of the things we say might be seen as offensive by others. We might be unaware of it. It would be a blind spot. It really takes a lot of confidence and humility to uncover our blind spots. And by the way, blind spots are not always negative. Sometimes we have incredible positives that other people see in us, but we don't see in ourselves. That would also be a blind spot. So blind spots are things that other people see and notice in us that we don't see or notice in ourselves as clearly. And as you have heard me refer to in many of my conversations, one of the things that ends up happening is that as we move up in organizational hierarchies and as we gain more experience, typically our blind spots grow because people around us become more cautious with the feedback they give us. And because of the experience, we become less likely to have an open mind to differing points of view. So our blind spot a lot of times grows. Now, there are things we can do to reduce our blind spots. The first and most important part of it is to recognize that we all have blind spots. Yes, I have blind spots and you have blind spots. And recognizing that is really important. Now, when we recognize that we have blind spots, there are ways we can reduce our blind spots. I am not a big advocate for tools such as 360s. For those of you who might not be familiar with 360s, there are surveys that are filled out by someone's boss, peers, and their direct reports. If you want to follow up with me, happy to share with you the reasons why I'm not a big advocate for 360s. There are a lot of biases that are built into 360s. And the feedback in many instances ends up being more counterproductive than helpful. 
There are times when 360s can be used well. However, in most instances, they do more harm than good. So you say if it's not 360s, then what? The best way to reduce blind spots is to seek feedback. However, seek consistent feedback from trusted sources that you know have your best interest at heart. That is really important because when we get information about our blind spots, our initial tendency will be to resist and reject. Therefore, there needs to be tremendous trust and credibility in our eyes for the person communicating and giving us that feedback. One of the ways I encourage in teams and organizations for people to solicit this feedback from trusted peers, trusted colleagues, trusted supervisors, and trusted employees is to ask questions such as, what should I start doing? What should I stop doing? What should I keep doing? Asking the questions with curiosity and continually just asking to understand rather than finding yourself answering any of those questions or concerns that come up. If you consistently do that with trusted colleagues, peers, and friends, it will be much more likely to start seeing patterns that others observe about you, whether it's strengths or opportunities for improvement that you can focus on. Now, another thing that can help is many times people find journaling helps with reducing blind spots. Reflecting on our interactions with people during the day and thinking about what worked, what didn't work, and why, and trying to reflect on whether our perception of situations in the moment were different than what the reality could have been. So the main point about blind spots is to recognize that we all have blind spots and We are not able to reduce our blind spots without getting feedback from others. That's why it's called blind spots. So we need to seek feedback. However, not blanket feedback, the way 360s work, but feedback from trusted sources that we believe have our best interest at heart. Even think about it. For those of you in a relationship, what would your partner, your spouse, or your best friend say if you ask them, what should I start doing? What should I stop doing? What should I keep doing? And if you consistently ask that over a period of time, the first time they might think you're going crazy and wondering what's going on. But if you consistently ask that, and genuinely listen to establish patterns in your mind of behaviors 
that are different than the way you perceive yourself that will consistently help you improve yourself and reduce your blind spot. Now, the other window that I mentioned in addition to blind spot is things that are hidden. So not known to others, but known to us. It is really important to reflect on these because these are issues that to a certain extent can add to the cognitive load that we have in our minds as we are trying to keep our authentic selves from being seen by others. And if anything, hidden areas that relate to work are a huge problem for teams. So that's why the most effective leaders, those who are authentic, allow for a certain level of vulnerability to share things that they know about themselves that others don't know about them. This is not deep, dark secrets. However, it is parts of our lives that define who we are, that evoke emotion in us and help other people get to know us. For example, one way to think about this is there are defining moments that each one of us have had in our lives. Half a dozen moments that truly defined who we are. Some of them might be so personal that we want to keep close to our hearts and we might only share with our spouse or our immediate family. However, our willingness to share more of that vulnerability, those things that are hidden with others to reduce that window helps them trust us more and make us more confident leaders. I've given the example of Satya Nadella in many cases for his incredible leadership. One of the things he does is he talks about his own experience along with his wife when they had their son, Zane, who is severely handicapped. However, he talks about the love that his wife had for Zane, how Nadella for five years resented that and kept saying, God, what have I done to deserve this? And how over a period of time, Zane is the person that taught Nadella humanity and empathy. Now, could Nadella say this is something really private to me and keep it hidden? Yes. Would we understand it if he said that? Absolutely. However, when he has the courage to share some more of what typically would be hidden, typically not known to others, known just to him or just to a few in his immediate circle, that increases our trust 
and that human connection. So in order to become more effective leaders, we can use Johari's window primarily focusing on two windows. One of those windows is blind spots, things that are not known to us, but known to others. Seek feedback from people you trust that have your best interest at heart, but encourage them to give you honest feedback and continually look for patterns that differ from the way you view yourself. That way you can shrink your blind spots. And two, the second window is reduce the hidden window. What's not known to others, but known to you. Not the deepest, darkest secrets, but what defines you. Experiences that have defined who you are. The more you are willing to let other people know those, the more they can connect with your humanity. And leadership in part is for us to connect with other people's humanity, but also enable and allow others to connect with our humanity. Keep the comments coming. Mahan at MahanTavikoli.com. Happy to have conversations with you on Johari's window, reducing blind spots, reducing what's hidden, making sure that we become better leaders ourselves, have a greater impact on our teams, organizations, and the community. You've been listening to Partnering Leadership with your host, Mahan Tavakoli. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review of the podcast on your favorite podcasting app and forward the conversation to a friend or colleague so you can help more people discover their purpose, grow professionally with meaning, and have a greater impact. For additional leadership insights and bonus content, visit us at partneringleadership.com.